0: Hey there, future fans! This week, Endgame comes out, as well as five other movies that it will obliterate. This is the week of April 26th, 2019, and you're listening to episode 132 of Future Flicks with Billiam. everyone welcome to the show yes this is it this is the long awaited week and that's only if you're a fan of the marvel movies if you're not a fan well you probably don't listen to my show just i'm just putting that out there maybe you do and thank you if you do i really appreciate that but i do tend to love all of these big blockbuster comic book movies that that's kind of my jam even though i can appreciate more artsy lesser known movies too Uh, i like to think myself as a well-rounded movie movie lover But if you're not a fan of movies like this, you are probably sick and tired of hearing it by now. And I'm sorry to say, at least for you, that you will find no quarter here when it comes to escaping Endgame talk. I will discuss all of the news and the trailers that have caught my eye since the last episode, as always, as well as the other movies coming out. But let's face it, this week is about the Avengers, and that's what we're going to talk about after we talk about our normal fare. So let's get the opening housekeeping out of the way. So what is this show? You are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam, episode 132, titled Everything Must End Game. And on this show, I do quite a few things. We always start out with some generic rambling, which which varies. Some weeks, I think it's interesting. Other weeks, I'm probably thinking you guys are fast forwarding, going, oh, sh-. He is not interesting this week. Then, after that, we get into the news. That's any news that has caught my eye since the last episode. We then talk about the trailers, and again, any trailers that have caught my eye since the last episode. As always, I am not perfect. I miss things. So, if I miss something, please let me know. We then go into the movies, which that's split up into two categories the limited releases and the wide releases and interesting indies. In the limited releases, we talk about any movies that are getting a limited release, but also did not catch my attention for any reason. In this section, I just tell you what the title is, what it's about, and who's in it. I may give some thoughts on it if I have something to say, but other than that, we just move on to the next movie, to the next, to the next, until we're out of this section, and we go into the wide releases and interesting indies. This section is just what it sounds like, I will tell you the title, what the movie's about, who's in it, and then I will give my thoughts on the movie and then give you a score. Uh, the score is called the Billiam's Interest Level Score, aka the Bill Score, and that goes anywhere from a zero for the terrible movies to an 11, which is the highest it can go for those movies that take it up that extra notch. The thoughts I give on the movie and the score is only based on the trailers, because I am not giving given any insider information as of yet. We wrap it all up with a question of the week, and then I send you along your way to the other great shows in the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. So how do you listen to this show? You have done a good job so far. But let me tell you, you can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play as well as the Someone Nerdy website and Facebook page, though the Facebook page will just link you to the website. You can find us on any podcast app. And how do you contact me? You can contact me through Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN and email me at billiamreviews@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So without further ado, let's step into the first segment, which, as always, is the news. This just in from Hollywood, the news. Well, we're gonna start with Avengers Endgame news. Um, Normally I wouldn't do it just because the movie's coming out this week, but I thought this was interesting. So along with the release of a new poster and TV spot, marketing for Avengers Endgame has supposedly hit a record high of $200 million. So that's just for the marketing. That has nothing to do with how much money was spent on the movie and anything like that. Just the marketing alone was $200 million. And here's my question. Is that money wasted? Normally marketing for a movie isn't wasted because people have to find out about it, but this is Avengers Endgame. This movie is probably not gonna get anyone new. If anyone has out there has not seen a, a Marvel movie yet, they're probably not gonna start with this one. Like my parents are Old people, they don't like stuff like this. Uh, I think they saw Iron Man and liked it. They saw Guardians of the Galaxy and liked it. But other than that, they haven't watched any of the others. So they're not just going to sit back and go, you know what? Maybe we'll watch Endgame this weekend. No, they're not going to do it. There are people who have been waiting for this movie for a long time. They could have cut down the marketing budget so much and still broken records with how much money they're going to make. Hell, they could have even done half that, and I think it would have been too much. But I just think that they truly wasted money with this effort. True, the marketing department needed to do something. There had to be there had to be trailers or had to be posters or had to be TV spots. But this much money? Really? No, 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 no. Uh, that story came to us from Flickering Myth. Next up is a non-story from Flickering Myth. Apparently, 2019 has proven that Disney is going to win the franchise war if it hasn't already. Well, no s***. Sh- Good job, Flickering Myth. Good good job with that story. This next story also, Jesus, so many stories from Flickering Myth. This next story does come to us from Flickering Myth as well. Sony's Master of the Universe movie has been pushed back to 2020. Masters of the Universe, of course, is the He-Man movie. Of course, this was something we already knew, seeing as it was supposed to have been released December 2018, if uh, you went by its original release date. And apparently, this has gone through a multitude of directors. The first director was John Stevenson, known for Kung Fu Panda. Next came John M. Chu who did G.I. Joe Retaliation. Mick G then came on board, known for Charlie's Angels. David S. Goyer, who did the uh, Blade movies. And now it's with Aaron and Adam Nee, who were behind movies like The Last Romantic and Band of Robbers. I have a casting question, because if you look at the IMDb page, it says that actor Noah Centino... I believe that's how you say it, has been cast as He-Man. But if you look at this guy, he's some like pouty-faced motherfucker who belongs in rom-coms. And who, in fact, is in a rom-com from last week, or two weeks ago, I think. The one called The Perfect Date, which went to Netflix. I made fun of the character's name, who is Brooks Radigan, But this motherfucker is not He-Man. This guy is Prince Adam. I would believe him as Prince Adam. But He-Man is a beefy bitch, okay? He is huge. If you remember the 1987 Masters of the Universe, Dolph Lundgren played He-Man. So I really, really hope that Noah Centino is going to play Prince Adam and they're going to get some beefy motherfucker to play He-Man. Uh, there's no exact release date yet for this. We just know it's going to be sometime in 2020. In a little bit of sad news, paranormal investigator Lorraine Warren has passed away at the age of 92. While she was not an actress, she has been played on the silver screen by actress Vera Farmiga in the Conjuring movies. Yep, that is her. That is the, the person that the, uh, one of the people that the Conjuring movies were based off of. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Ed Warren passed away a while back. Lorraine lived to the age of 92. This next story comes to us from Metro. Apparently, a man broke the world record of seeing a movie in the theater when he saw Captain Marvel 116 times. This gentleman's name is, let's see, Steve Rupel. He's 39 years old and... He spent a total of $12,268 watching this movie. Apparently, he only had to watch it 104 times to break the previous record, but he decided to make it 116 just to make it a little harder for someone else to beat him. And he also wanted to make it a little harder because he says it has been pretty tough and I don't think I'm going to try this one again. This next story comes to us from sci-fi.com. If you were looking forward to Fox's Mouse Guard movie, well, it's not going to happen. Disney pulled the plug on the Fox property as since now Disney owns Fox. So I'm wondering if they maybe will do something in the future, but they're just like, no, 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 we don't like this. We're going to pull it and do it ourselves later. I actually wouldn't mind that because Fox was really, really hit or miss with their movies while Disney has a much better batting average. So maybe this is for the best. This next story comes to us from Digital Spy. According to actress Tessa Thompson, Marvel's considering another sequel to Thor Ragnarok with Taika Waititi returning to direct. So far, there's nothing set in stone. It's just all talk. But hey, that'd be pretty cool, right? Digital Spy also has a story that James Gunn has cast John Cena in Suicide Squad 2. I made this joke online and I'll make it again here. I know what character he's playing. It's the Doctor of Thugonomics. The next story comes to us from Variety. If you're a fan of musicals, then you may be interested in Steven Spielberg's remake of West Side Story, has its cast being fleshed out. We have Ansel Elgore from Fault in Our Stars, The Detergent Movies, Baby Driver, playing the lead of Tony. We have actress and first-time actress Rachel Zegler, playing Maria. Apparently, she played the role before in her performing arts school and became semi-famous with her cover of Lady Gaga's Shallow. So I'm guessing she's, she's on YouTube. Actor Corey Stoll, who, who you'd know from Ant-Man, House of Cards, Midnight in Paris, has been cast as Lieutenant Schrank, I believe is how you say it. And actress Rita Moreno, who was in, of course, the original West Side Story, is playing Valentina. She originally played Anita. The Variety article was making, uh, tried to make news out of the fact that they picked people off of Broadway and the show Dance Moms, but let, let's face it, no no one gives a shit about them yet. Another story from Flickering Myth, apparently they're doing a sequel to The Nun, which I am not excited about. And I love The Conjuring Verse. Uh, the Nun was is, is easily the worst movie in The Conjuring Verse. It was a bad movie. And you know me, I love some terrible movies. I love to give movies the benefit of of the doubt because I go into it simply to enjoy them. But there's no enjoyment from that movie. It was just really bad. The next story comes to us from Digital Spy. There's going to be a Tomb Raider 2 with Alicia Vikander reprising her role as Lara Croft. The... Article from Digital Spy is titled Tomb Raider 2 release date, cast, plot, and everything you need to know. If you read the article, you will find out that these assholes know exactly two things: Jack and the only thing they can actually confirm, the only two things they can confirm is yes, there's a sequel, and yes a candor is going to return. That's it. They don't know anyone who's going to, else is going to return. They don't know anyone who's new to the cast. They don't know what the release date is. They just think 2021, maybe 2022. So that's a great clickbaity article right there, Digital Spy. Good good job. And have you seen the new Chucky? Well, there's an article on sci-fi.com, but let's face it, you can look it up anywhere, but that's where I first saw it. Um, he looks terrible. No, I, I think he looks awful. The only good thing, the only good thing about this okay two good things i like aubrey plaza so that's good so the only good thing besides aubrey plaza being in this movie is that mark hamill is going to voice chucky and that is going to be badass because if anyone can make this botoxed motherfucker look scary or seem scary it's going to be mark hamill's voice because if you look at the new chucky it looks like the old chucky but with botox it's terrible and finally in the news, this one from sci-fi.com, but you probably saw this story somewhere else. The Russo brothers are asking that you don't spoil Endgame. So I'm going to take this whole article and just and just like condense it down into this. Don't be an asshole. If a huge movie like this comes out or the next Star Wars or something, you see it and then spoil it for someone, you're an asshole. You are a piece of shit. You are human garbage. So if you are the type of anal cyst to do something like this then you probably won't listen to a plea from the Russo brothers well ladies and gentlemen that's it for the news let us go into everyone's favorite segment the trailer trove avast and welcome to the trailer trove all right everyone let's start with a trailer that came out for a Shirley Jackson movie well of course She's dead, but a movie based on the Shirley Jackson book. And this is called We Have Always Lived in the Castle. This stars Alexandra Daddario, Tysa Farmiga, Crispin Glover, and Sebastian Stan. This is set to come out May 17th. And if you're unfamiliar with the story, I'll give you the basic premise that IMDb gives. It's, it's a pretty good basic premise. Maricat, Constance, and their uncle Julian live in isolation after experiencing a family tragedy six years earlier. When cousin Charles arrives to steal the family fortune, he also threatens a dark secret they've been hiding. The movie looks pretty good. I had no idea this movie was coming out. This is a super super indie film. Even though they managed to get a good cast, this hasn't been advertised at all, even though it's coming out next month. Though it looks pretty good. This is one of those movies that's gonna slip under most people's radars. And then if you have any interest in anything by Shirley Jackson, You'll check this out eventually. And unlike The Haunting of Hill House, the TV show, this one is actually close to the book. The Haunting of Hill House, not much like the book at all, though I really like the show and read the book, said it's not a lot in common at all. Next up, we have the teaser trailer for Swamp Thing. This is a TV show that's going to be on DC's streaming service. So how many of us will not see this or will only see it if they borrow one of their friend's DC accounts? that That's the question, is how many people will actually see these shows? Because how many people actually have the subscription? All right, ladies and gentlemen, next up, we have a trailer for a movie called Skin. So this is a biographical drama based on a true story, thus the biography part, and it's about Brian Widner. Widner, I believe. If you ever saw it, Brian Widner was the topic of the 2011 documentary Erasing Hate. He is a former or reformed white power skinhead who was covered in tattoos, most of them having a racist meaning. So... He was full into this life of white power, and he meets someone and falls in love, gets married, has children, and it's when he has children that he realizes that he doesn't want this life. He wants to be a better person, set a better example for his children, and he tries to get out of the life, and a lot of people that he was with in the white power movement got very upset and would harass him, attacked him, he got shot at many times, from at least from what I could tell from the trailer. I'm not sure if that part was dramatized or not. And I'm not sure if they're going to cover this in the movie, but in the documentary, he gets in contact with the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is a a civil rights nonprofit. And after what they said was several weeks of conversation, they agreed to help him in his quest to remove his tattoos. They found a plastic surgeon willing to do the procedure, and an anonymous donor provided $35,000 for the procedure. And the complete removal of his tattoos took over a little over a year and a half a dozen individual procedures, all of which were excruciatingly painful. And I don't know anything about removal of tattoos. I just know about getting tattoos because I have some. But from what I hear, the removal of a tattoo is worse than the actual tattoo. So it's almost like this was a form of penance for him for all of the hate he put out in the world then he got all of this this pain from the removal of these tattoos but now he looks totally different you can google a picture of him and he looks like a different person which is something i think he was going for of course he, he didn't want to be this person anymore so this movie stars jamie bell who do you know from tv shows like turn washington spies or movies like jumper Also has Vera Farmiga and uh, let me see, Danielle McDonald, who you would know if you saw the movie Patty Cakes or, oh, she was in Bird Box. She was that pregnant woman or the other pregnant woman. And you know what? This movie does look really good, but I'm going to put it in a very specific category, a category with movies like American History X, a movie that was really good. But I'm probably going to watch it once and then never watch it again because I don't like this I find stuff like this very uncomfortable because these people are monsters. And normally I look at movies as a way to escape. And this isn't escaping. This is getting right into the real world. And unfortunately, human pieces of garbage like this are out there. But fortunately, some of them are like this dude. uh, What was his name again? Brian Widner, who decides, hey, I don't want to be a piece of trash. I want to change my life around. Because, you know, it's one thing to be a racist, that is not a good thing to be, but then people like this take that bad thing and just amplify it. So we're going to see a movie of this guy who is part of this life, realizes he wants out, and then these people come after them as he tries to turn his life around. Then he finds out it's not that easy to turn your life around when your body is covered in these tattoos that basically tell the world that you hate anyone who's not white. So yes, this movie looks good. I'm interested in seeing it at least once. Maybe you don't have the same hangups I do when it comes to movies like this. In that case, maybe you even want to check this out in theaters. This looks like a, a good but really heavy movie. And Skin comes out July 26th this year. Next up, we have the second trailer for Child's Play, and I'm getting mixed emotions about this now, because at first I was 100% against it. Okay, to be honest, at first I was optimistic, going, maybe they will do a good job, just maybe, and then the more that came out about it, the less my optimism was, you know, forefront and the more it waned, and after we saw what Chucky looked like, I was pretty dead set against it. Then I found out Mark Hamill was voicing Chucky. So I'm like, okay, this this is a little better. I, I have hope for this, that maybe at least Chucky will sound creepy. And then I saw this trailer and it doesn't look bad. It just, with a movie like this, if you watch a trailer, hopefully you will see what I mean, that this movie could either be pretty good or it's a movie and they took every good scene from it and they cut it in such a way that the trailer is far better than the movie could ever be. So right now the good things this has going for it, I like Aubrey Plaza. I like Brian Tyree Henry and Mark Hamill is doing the voice. That's pretty good. That has a lot going for it. The trailer also didn't look bad. Everything else this movie has against it. So this comes out June 21st this year, so we will see then. How this movie turns out. But you know, before I go on to the next one, I, I just want to say that from the looks of the trailers, they are really upping the kill factor in this. Because if you take a look at old slasher movies, the Chucky's, the Halloween movies, the Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, if you take a look at all of those, those kills in all those movies had a style to it. Even if they were a little over the top, they had a style to it. Where modern movies that have a high kill number, have a different style to it this definitely has a modern feel that does kind of feel like it's paying homage to older movies that it is paying homage to the slasher genre but we are going to get a little more intricate kills maybe stuff that it i I don't want to say that's like saw just because saw is torture porn and very specific but a couple of the deaths in the trailer reminded me of a of a saw-esque maybe of a collector sort of thing so we'll see where that goes And finally, in the trailer trove, we have the second trailer for Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw, and this is exactly the movie we want. What this movie is going to be is the -the over-the-top impossible action of a Fast and Furious movie and the antagonistic buddy cop relationship between Hobbs and Shaw, because this new trailer showed us another scene where they were kind of doing their own thing, but antagonize each other during the whole time where we see jason statham and the rock both pick a door to go through jason statham's has a bunch of people in it so he's fighting his way through the rocks just has one big guy behind it so the uh, the rock punches a guy in the face the guy goes down cold and as they're both walking down this these two corridors that's divided by a glass wall the rocks just kind of you know yawning looking at him going oh look at the time and keeps on going well well um okay hobbs is the rock shaw while shaw is just kicking butt I hesitate to call this an action comedy, even though I laughed a lot during the trailer. Just because an action comedy is quite different, this is an over-the-top action movie that just happens to have funny scenes in it. We also see more of what's probably going to be the final battle, so I hope they don't blow their load too much. We see The Rock's character, Hobbs, going back home with Shaw and meeting, and Shaw meeting his family. And we see WWE superstar Roman Reigns. He is one of the family, and they all dress up in their Samoan get-ups, do a haka, and then go proceed to, I assume, kick the bad guy's ass. When the battle begins, we see both The Rock or Dwayne Johnson. He doesn't go by The Rock anymore. I don't know why. I just jumped right back to a few years ago in my head. But Dwayne Johnson and Roman Reigns both screaming. But Roman Reigns is doing his his very specific yell he does before he goes for a spear or a Superman punch. No, it's a spear. It's before he goes to the spear. Before he does a Superman punch, he does the kind of like he's like his hand's a shotgun and he's cocking it. And at the end of the trailer, we see one more over-the-top ridiculous scene. And I I can't wait. I cannot wait for this. This is going to be a whole bunch of fun. It is going to be stupid. Yes, it's going to be stupid and impossible and probably lacking on the plot. And it has good actors in it. That's going to help save it. It's going to be fun. That's going to help save it. It's going to be funny. That's going to help save it. So even though this movie has a couple strikes against it, uh, presumably... A couple strikes against it. It has a lot going for it. And when this movie comes out, it is going to be batch sh- crazy, and I cannot wait. Oh, interesting fact. It looks like Roman Reigns is going by his real name in this movie, which is Joe Anoay. All I need now, if, if Joe really is going to be getting into movies eventually, what I need is I need Roman Reigns, and I need... Jason Momoa to play brothers or cousins in a movie, because it's not just that they're Samoan, they both have the long hair, they both have similar facial hair, they both have similar builds. So I need them together in a movie. I really like seeing him with The Rock, who's his real life cousin. Either way, Fast and the Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw is going to be amazing, and this comes out August 2nd. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that, that is it for the trailer trove. Let us take our first break. And quick question, how did you like last episodes ads when i did two together and then one instead of having three separate breaks do you think that worked better because i'm going to do it again this week and i i think i will keep doing it like this until i hear otherwise from any of you actually if even one of you says you don't like it that's more feedback that i've gotten about the ads ever before so i will probably do what you say so for now please stay tuned for a word from our friends at somewhat nerdy radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle. Stay tuned.
1: Are you troubled by a lack of common interests in your social sphere? Do you experience feelings of nostalgic sentiment in your day-to-day life? Do your family or co-workers not understand your quotes, quips, or references? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and download the nerdiest professionals in the galaxy. Somewhat nerdy radio. Our nerdy and informative hosts are available 24 hours a day on your favorite podcast app to fill all your super nerdy needs. Good Good journey, nerds. nerds. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio, Future Flicks with Billiam, and Nerds of the Squared Circle on iTunes, SoundCloud, your favorite podcast app, or stream us at SomewhatNerdy.com. Good journey, nerds.
0: Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and
1: the dude with the headband.
0: We talk about
1: wrestling
0: and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling?
1: Yeah!
0: Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Square Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Alright, so we're back with the limited release movies, so let's start with one called Bright Ones. What happens when a group of talented kids from a performing arts school are faced with the impossible challenge of creating a showcase that teaches the world how they were created to shine? There's no one of note in this movie, and I had actually gone on a, a quite l- quite a long rant and thought I was going to keep it because I made some what I thought, of course, were good points. But, you know, what? I don't want to spend how long was the rant six minute a six minute rant on a movie that looks like. <laughs> so here's the gist of that long rant, uh, wooden acting, terrible looking acting, basic bitch story, 100 percent skippable movie. There are so many talented people out there that being able to sing and playing an instrument doesn't mean jack shit anymore. So no, skip this one. Let's talk about Pluey next, which is the next film. A plover chick has not learned to fly when his family migrates in the fall. He must survive the Arctic winter, vicious enemies, and himself in order to be reunited with his beloved ones next spring. This is an animated film featuring the voices of Sean Astin and John Stamos. And skip this It looks absolutely terrible. This is a bargain bin animated movie right next to... Those DVDs where it's like some company you've never heard of, like their their version of Snow White, their version of Cinderella, and it looks like this shitty animation, and it's like a dollar. I 100% guarantee you that this was just a paycheck for Sean Astin and John Samos. I, I will bet you everything. Let's move on to the final limited release, which is called Body at Brighton Rock. A park ranger spends the night guarding a potential crime scene on a remote mountain trail. This stars no one, and... Um, no, eh, eh, I mean, it could have promise, but nah, eh, nah, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the limited releases. Instead of going to the break, I'm going to talk about two of the wide releases and interesting indies and technically they're interesting indies because we only have one wide release this week because all the other film studios were smart and knew not to release anything this week. Like the companies behind Bright Ones, Pluey, Body of Brighton Rock, and the next two movies, Probably thought no one was going to see their shitty movies anyway. So they're like, okay, why not release it it this week? Alright, let's go into the first interesting indie, which is a movie called JT Leroy. A young woman named Savannah Noop spends six years pretending to be the celebrated author JT Leroy, the made-up literary persona of her sister-in-law. This stars Laura Dern from Jurassic Park, Kristen Stewart from Twilight, Diane Kruger from Inglorious Bastards, Jim Sturgis from 21, And musician Courtney Love, who I just learned was still alive. So yay. Because even though I was never a fan of her band Hole, I I can appreciate her as a forerunner of women in the modern music world. So good, good for you. This movie doesn't look bad. This is a true story or based on a true story that I never knew about. I have never heard of celebrated author JT Leroy, uh, because JT Leroy does that kind of hoity-toity literature stuff. The kind of book that the people who read it would more than likely look down on you if you have even glanced at a genre book. But this is really weird. It's a really weird story that it only came to be because people are weird so this woman writes this book she made up a persona for for the uh for her pen name and that's fine okay you know what people do that author daniel handler is better known for his uh, persona lemony snicket who has been played by jude law in a movie patrick warburton on the netflix series and in a video game voiced by tim curry that i get i understand this you this guy created this this character because lemony snicket is a narrator of the series of unfortunate events books and is kind of a character himself so he plays a character at times and other times other people have played this character for jt leroy that's it's quite different because it, it's not unheard of that a woman does a name like that well you know two initials in the last name famously authors like se hinton did that just so no one knew they were women and now a lot of people do it because it's it's kind of a style now I bet you some people still do it because maybe books by authors in certain genres sell better. Maybe. I don't know, but it's also a style thing to do now. But back when this happened, I I it wouldn't put it I wouldn't put it past the real person to have come up with this persona because of wanting people to think she's a man so people buy more copy. What I don't get is why she hired her sister in law, Savannah Noop, a woman, to pretend she's a man and then it hit the circuit of interviews and and author meetings all this stuff why would you do that i don't get it and apparently savannah didn't even try and, and disguise her voice try and pretend she was a guy she just talked with her normal voice and people are like well that's a chick that's a woman, but JT Leroy is supposed to be a man. So it caused all these interesting interactions, which when we see in the movie could either be comical or cringeworthy. But then they did it for six years, I believe. If I remember the MDB page correctly, it went on for six years. And actually, they started fighting Savannah Noop and the sister-in-law because it was becoming too much for her. But the sister-in-law is like, no, I need you to do this. You are JT Leroy. But then she started to think, oh, maybe... Uh, savannah noops getting too big for her britches you haven't actually done anything you're just acting and all this drama that you're that you're going to see in the movie and even though this movie is based on a f-ing weird situation it still looks good and I'm glad that Kristen Stewart has found her niche. She really has. And it seems like Kristen Stewart has just a slightly wider range than Ellen Page, because Ellen Page, I've learned since uh, Anne and I were talking about this, since watching Umbrella Academy, really has one character. She plays Ellen Page. And Kristen Stewart plays Kristen Stewart too, but can kind of deviate, but just a little bit. And she has gotten so much better from her Twilight days. And I'm, I'm really happy to see that. I look forward to her movies now. I want to see this, but guess what? I am not seeing this this week. This movie can go f*** itself if it wants me to see it this week. JT Leroy gets a 6.5 out of 11. Next up, we have a movie called The White Crow. This is a story of Rudolf Nureyev's defection to the West. This stars Oleg Evenko in his first role. Adele Exakopoulos from Blue is the Warmest Color. Louis Hoffman from Dark and directed and co-starring Rafe Fiennes from Schindler's List. I put this movie in the same category that I would a movie like The Pianist, a movie that's going to be good, a movie that's going to be covering all of the bases this looks well acted well written blah 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 you know what i normally say and this looks like one of those films but just like a movie like the pianist this is one of those movies where i'll watch it go yes i can see why this is well loved i can see why this is up for awards i can see all these things about it but then watch it once and go okay i am done boy that was that was a good film i am never ever going to watch this again you know roots is another great example of that amistad a- any of these movies um like oh like i mentioned earlier with um american history x like those movies that are good you watch it going this is a good movie this is what great acting is this was put together wonderfully everyone who did this did a good job but thank you i'm gonna watch um a marvel movie for the millionth time because let's face it even a movie like Avengers Infinity War where we saw so many people die let's even look back to the deaths of other other comic book movies like the deaths in Spider-Man 1 Spider-Man 2 Amazing Spider-Man 2 Man of Steel um Wrath of Khan the Star Trek those movies are overall just less heavy than these and movies like this you know i think the white crow is going to be substantially less heavy than some of the movies i've been talking about comparing this to of course it's going to be less heavy than the pianist but it's that same sort of thing where it just sets this tone this serious tone where there's no escape from it and even though you watch the movie you can appreciate it it's a good film you just need a breath you need a break afterwards you're just like oh that's heavy let's you know let's watch some cat videos on youtube jesus so even though this movie won't necessarily be as heavy as the others, it's it's not going to be a light and airy film. This is about some guy who is trying to defect from Russia, which is a big deal. That's something that's always been kind of a big deal. Like if someone tried to do it now, I think it'd be less of a big thing as it would be then. But, you know, I think it'd be a little difficult. So you know what? If you're into biographical films, this could be up your alley. It looks good. It does. The White Crow gets a 7.5 out of 11. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it until we get to endgame. So let's take that final break as we hear a word from our friends at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast. Stay tuned.
1: There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach wall to wall filthy f- Language.
0: Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. did I even come here for?
1: With our charity swear jar, every fucked up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction.
0: The motherfucker's a mouth breather.
1: Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f- and garnished with a crown of- Shut the fuck up! How the fuck did we get here? F- all that I did. F- a jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wimpodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth.
0: All right, we're back. We are back with the big film, arguably the biggest of the year. I mean, there are a lot of other films coming out that I bet you and I both want to watch. And even if you're not a fan of Marvel, you have to at least admit that this is the biggest film, even if you have no interest. So even though we all know what it's about, I'm still going to just... I'm just going to use the IMDb uh, description that says, After the devastating events of Avengers Infinity War, the universe is in ruins. With the help of remaining allies, the Avengers assemble once more in order to undo Thanos' actions and restore order to the universe. And for the cast, um, you know what? Just for Shiggles, and just because it's an impressive cast, I'm going to say them all. I won't tell you what they've all been in, because you know except for two people all of these actors have already been in the series so let's start shall we this stars robert downey jr chris evans mark ruffalo chris hemsworth scarlett johansson jeremy renner don cheadle paul rudd brie larson karen gillian denai Guerrera, the voice of bradley cooper josh brolin and that's just who was on the poster and in the order in which they're in the poster the rest of the cast in a random order is gwyneth paltrow don cheadle dave batista tessa thompson Evangeline Lilly, Tom Holland, Chadwick Boseman, John Favreau, Palm Clementoff, Elizabeth Olsen, Sebastian Stan, Michelle Pfeiffer, Winston Duke, Tilda Swinton, Frank Grillo, Letitia Wright, Sean Gunn, and Benedict Wong. Added to the cast, so brand new, never been in one of these movies before, it's Hiroyuki Sonata from The Last Samurai and Catherine Langford from Love, Simon. A quick note about the two new people. Um, no idea who their characters are Uh, It has been kept pretty secret. A lot of people have their ideas, but there's nothing that really seems to go. Yeah, yeah, that's who they are. I just have the feeling that Hiroyuki Sonata is going to be somehow tied into Ronin. And a lot of people have that same feeling, but it's just nothing confirmed. Catherine Langford's character, hell if I know. And if you'll notice, there are people missing from the cast that were in the other movies. That is because they're at least not confirmed or listed are people like Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Vin Diesel, Tom Hiddleston, Paul Bettany, and Anthony Mackie. So, of course, the fact that they're not listed doesn't mean they're not in it. Uh, if they are in it and not listed, they could just be uh, uncredited, which could mean all we're going to get to see is just them coming back, or we're just going to assume they all come back. Because let's face it, this is not a spoiler warning. You know this they're all coming back they, they have to too many people who have movies coming out died in the snap including spider-man including the guardians of the galaxy they're planning a winter soldier and falcon tv show how can they do that if they're dead and you can't say these things occurred in the past oh and nick fury is in the new spider-man movie and you can't say these things occurred in the past unless you're going to feed me some bullshit where in between some of the movies, Falcon and Winter Soldier became buddy-buddy and started do, and started hanging out together fighting crime. So we know they all come back. The question is, who's going to stay dead? Maybe Loki will stay dead, though I really don't think so, because isn't he planning um, a TV show? Let's look this up. Yes, yes, a handsome bastard Tom Hiddleston is going to be in a Loki TV show. And especially because Taika Waititi said he would do another Thor movie, Because in an interview with Screen Rant, he said that he would like to do another one because it wouldn't feel like doing a fourth film. It would just feel like doing Ragnarok 2. And I get because Thor Ragnarok had a completely different feeling from the other two and was the best one out of all of them. And Chris Hemsworth, who had been becoming bored with playing Thor said he would want to do the character again or play the character again. I think that's because he liked the changes to the character that happened in Thor Ragnarok that we saw continue into Infinity War and we're going to see more of in Endgame. So this is the last time we're going to see Captain America. We know that. Whether or not Captain America survives, this is the last time we are seeing Chris Evans playing Captain America. That doesn't mean he's never, ever going to come back. Maybe he'll make a cameo somewhere never say never especially when it comes to anything comic book related but chris hemsworth is stepping away this also makes it so we can keep the character of captain america but just have it be a different one will we see iron man again that's not entirely certain because he's only contracted to play iron man up until this movie though he did say that he wants to keep playing iron man until it stops being exciting so it's only confirmed that we're not gonna see captain america again We know we're getting a Black Widow movie. Yay. We're going to get another Guardians of the Galaxy. We're going to get more Spider-Man. We're going to get more Black Panther. We're going to get a lot more of these characters, but this is it for this phase. This is it for the Infinity Saga. That's why the future for Marvel is so exciting because there's so much possibility. Captain America walks away, whatever. Even if Robert Downey Jr. doesn't want to play Iron Man anymore, he can still keep playing Tony Stark and just come in just a little bit every once in a while for a cameo. Uh, If you remember in the mid 2000s, I think there was the new Avengers that was made up of Spider-Man, Wolverine, uh, The Thing, Luke Cage, and uh, I can't remember who else, but Tony would pop in once in a while just going, oh, hi, by the way, just checking in on you guys. He could keep doing that so all of this has to be taken into account when we think about who's going to die the final death quote-unquote final death because remember the only people who stay dead in comics are uncle ben and jonathan kent even gwen stacy has come back and gwen stacy stayed dead for a long time my future fans you may notice that i've just been talking a lot of speculation so far and talking about the future there's a really good reason why Out of all the movies I've ever talked about on Future Flicks with Billiam, out of every single movie I've ever talked about, this movie more than any other is the best example of a film where my opinion probably won't affect yours at all. Who knows, maybe nothing I've ever said has done anything to ever change your mind or persuade you or anything, but especially with Endgame, especially here. I mean, if you saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2 without watching one, you may be a little confused, but you'd pretty much enjoy it. But with this one, you need to have seen a lot, if not all of the movies. And let's face it, Endgame looks really good. So you know if you're going to see this or not. And I really don't have much to say because we've been talking about this since the first trailer dropped, since even the first news about this came out. We've been talking about this on this show, and you've been talking about this amongst yourselves since the end of Infinity War. So the only stuff we really have left to talk about is where to go from here, what the next saga is going to be. What other new characters are going to be introduced? Because we have some characters that aren't done in the MCU yet. We know which characters whose main stories are going to be done. And other than that, there's just a lot of questions. Will we ever see a Hulk movie? Mark Ruffalo wants to do one, though they kind of view Hulk's story that we've seen thus far in the other movies as the movie we're never going to get. So I am very, very excited to see what the new saga is going to bring us. So maybe... If the show lasts that long, I will see you 10 years later, and we will then be talking about the end of the next saga. But for now, Avengers Endgame is going to wrap everything up with a nice little bow. And even though we know a lot of these characters are going to come back, we know this, how it happens, the, the journey, this last part of the journey is still going to be fun. So even though we know that, yes, all these characters are going to come back, there there's still this need to see this, because how is it going to happen? You know what? At this point, I really don't think that they're going to introduce Adam Warlock, and then that that's how it's going to be fixed, because I would be really stupid at this point. If you're wondering why I brought that up, and you don't know, Adam Warlock was the one who saved everything in the Infinity War comics. Adam Warlock put on the gauntlet and brought everyone back. Adam Warlock hasn't been introduced in the MCU yet. The only hint at Adam Warlock was at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when we saw that little tomb or, you know, that birthing pod or whatever it was. So we know we're going to get Adam Warlock somewhere along the way, but he's not going to have anything to do with this saga. Maybe the next one. Avengers Endgame is going to be great. It may be the best Marvel movie yet. Avengers Endgame gets an 11 out of 11. And with that, my future fans, we go into the question of the week. So let me remind you what that question was. And the question was, who would you like to see die in Endgame? So we got two answers from Instagram. Let's start with those. Brian D, not to be confused with Brian Q, Brian D says Captain America. Gave no other explanation, but I'm going to talk about this a little later. And we got, well, actually, we got a question about it from Evan. Evan, who asked, he'll answer once he knows who that other person is in the poster. And who he was actually referring to is a very, very small picture of Pepper Potts as rescue which i can understand the confusion it was a small picture i posted it on instagram in my instagram story so it wasn't the best the best quality and also we haven't seen pepper in her suit a lot but if i remember correctly it was evan's birthday the other day so happy happy birthday again evan if i remember right he said scarlet witch and vision Evan, if I remembered incorrectly, just let me know, and I will correct it in the next episode. But let's go down the list of people I messaged. Quite a few people, including Anne, said everyone. So a lot of you macabre motherfuckers out there just want everyone to die. AJ answered, he said Black Widow, which I also agree with. Ken says, Ken from Watch Your Mouth Podcast says, I'd sooner be able to successfully fill out a March Madness bracket. Which, I'm still not sure if that means he isn't sure who he'd want to die. Like, there's so many people on the list, or he doesn't want anyone to die, so he can't pick one. I- I'm not quite sure which, but, you know, Ken's a nice guy, so I will I will assume he means I don't want anyone to die. Speaking of not any- wanting anyone to die, we got an answer from Critter, who says, It's looking like Captain America for sure, which I'm fine with, but Nebula, Hawkeye, slash Ronin, and War Machine... Saying, War Machine over Iron Man, since I feel Iron Man would be the only one left of that group that could still form and lead the team. Let's move on to Snarf Chris, who says, (laughs) Miss Marvel. He's actually referring to an episode of Someone Nerdy Radio where they were talking about this, about Shazam being Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel being Miss Marvel. Let's go to Anne's official answer, and she says Captain America and Bucky. Uh, I mentioned to her that Iron Man is her least favorite character, but she said that she wouldn't want Iron Man to die because he has Pepper, and Pepper's probably pregnant. Which also implies uh, that Captain America is alone. Uh, but also, if both of them die, it would mean, especially if Captain America died, it would mean a little more because it'd be like the end of the the woes between Captain America and Iron Man. Like uh, Iron Man was going to die. Captain America stepped in the way and then and then did it like maybe using the gauntlet kills him. And that's my answer too. my answer is Captain America. I also would like Black Widow to die just so I don't have to see her anymore. She is boring and useless. Let's just get, just get rid of her. You know, let's add Hawkeye to that list. Even though I like Jeremy Renner and he's a good actor, he has no place on a team that fights super powerful beings like this. No place at all. Like, Don't get me wrong, I know Black Widow and Hawkeye have their place, they are important MCU characters, but if you're going up against Thanos, no, you stay the hell away. It's like sending Green Arrow up against uh, Darkseid. But like I've said many, many times before, and like what Anne also said, what I think the best case scenario is that since everyone is going to live, we need a death that is going to affect people, and people like Captain America. I liked Captain America early on, ever since about Civil War, like after Age of Ultron, he kind of turned into a bitch. And even though I understand why he became a bitch, I still don't want my Captain America being a bitch. So I'm tired of him, and I would like to see him go, and he can be replaced with someone. And also, it makes sense, because Pepper has to be pregnant. And here's why. Not just because they hinted at that in the last movie, uh, in the last Avengers movie. Not not just because of that. Because of the fact that someone is going to have to die to make everything okay. Like, maybe they're not strong enough to wield the gauntlet and survive, so they know that. Tony's going to do it, but Piper's pregnant. So Captain America is going to be like, no, um, I, I can't let you do that. We've had our problems, but you have a kid. I have no one. Tony's going to go, but you have us. We're family, even though blah, blah, blah. We've had our differences, but Captain America will do it. He dies. And just said maybe t- Tony would try to do it because it could be a pride thing. And then the whole baby thing would come up and then to- uh, then. Uh, steve rogers would do it anyway or i could be 100 wrong and we all could be wrong and no one dies though i don't think that's going to be the case A- and all the reasons i've been giving for captain america dying are all in story but there are other reasons that captain america should uh should <laughs> that captain america could die that have nothing to do with the story that have to do with our world with the actors and actresses being part of the movie. Chris Evans is done. He is done playing Captain America. He said this on Twitter when they wrapped filming his scenes. He is gone. Robert Downey Jr., though he may actually step away after this one, has said that he will continue to play the role as long as it keeps being interesting. We know that Mark Ruffalo would like to do a Hulk movie, even though Marvel seems to hate him and hate Hulk and hate us. We know that there are plans for a Black Widow TV show or movie, a uh, Black Widow movie. Maybe Hawkeye will be in that too. We know that there's going to be a Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show. We know that Spider Man's going to keep going. Cap- uh, Captain Marvel's going to keep going. We know that Loki's getting a TV show. So, when you keep in mind all of these things that are going on, that we're going to get another Guardians of the Galaxy movie, though probably in a couple years, at least two years until we see that and that Thor, Thor, Chris Hemsworth said he'd be willing to do another Thor movie, and Taika Waititi said he would do it. That's why I don't think they'd kill him. But of course, remember, Disney could do whatever the f*** they want, so all of these reasons I gave as to why Captain America is gonna die could just mean two words, jack and s*** to them, and they could still do whatever they want. And that's still what's exciting about this, even though I am almost dead certain going into this, what's going to happen. We have no idea. They can pull something out of nowhere. So as of the day this posts, I'm going to, this is Wednesday right now, and I'm recording this last part, and I'm going to put, this is going to be available to listen to later tonight. Officially, I'll post about it on Thursday. So as of the day you're listening of this, if you listen day one, Endgame is out. So we, we will know soon what it is. So ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the next question of the week and then we will get into the closing housekeeping. So the next question of the week, I'm sorry if you're tired of these, is another Marvel related question. This is the end of the Affinity Saga. Well, according to to Marvel, the next Spider-Man movie will be the end of the saga, the final movie in it, which I think is a stupid idea. They should just have Spider-Man Far From Home be the first one in the new saga. That's neither here nor there. So this is the end of the saga. Who do you want to see as the main villain for the next saga? Or, which story arc would you like them to do for the next saga? So, to say it one more time, which villain would you like for the next saga? Or, which story arc would you like them to do? Well, that is it for episode 132 of Future Flicks with Billiam, titled Everything Must Endgame. So let us get into that closing housekeeping, and I'll send you along your way to listen to the other great podcasts in the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network, so you can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website, that's somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. I would love five stars, please. Also, share the podcast with your friends. That is how we grow here. And how do you reach me? That is a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment for me on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Please support us on Patreon. You can find a link in the show notes and on the Somewhat Nerdy website. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle podcasts also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Also, give the Watch em out podcast some love, good friends of the show. Don't forget to check out the Somewhat Nerdy website for all of our latest blogs and news. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy, signing off, and I'll see you in the future.